Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Good Humans Podcast with me, Cooper Chapman, chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. What's going on, you good humans? Welcome to guest episode 136 of Good Humans Podcast with a great friend of mine and one of the best female surfers on this planet, India Robinson. India's been a previous guest on this podcast back on episode 76. She gave us a full rundown of her story her through her upbringing and, and yeah, got us up to the point where she's at today. So we did a bit of a catch-up episode. It was about 18 months ago, the episode she was last on, and she's achieved a whole lot in the past, uh, yeah, year and a half, and I loved getting to get to know all about it. It blew my mind. I had no idea. Quite often when we look from the outside in at people when they're achieving big things, we, yeah, make assumptions of how they're getting there and the journey, and the journey was so different to what I was expecting. So make sure you listen to the whole way through this episode. You're going to be absolutely blown away. A big thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Drinker Rapper. These guys have been supporting my brain and so many of yours, and also India. Ever since she came on the uh, podcast, she has been talking to a rapper, and they've been sending her product for the last year and a half. That's how much of a legend they are. So go over to their website, drinkarepper.com. Use the code GOODHUMAN. You can get a big 25% off. It's something that even uh, India mentions throughout this podcast. She got recommended by the person helping her with her brain injuries to grab something uh, like a rapper, and yeah, she's been loving it as well. So yeah, go check out the science. It's all about improving your brain health, short-term brain performance, long-term brain health, all good stuff in there, all natural ingredients. So yeah, head over to drinkarepper.com, use that code GOODHUMAN, 25% off. Big thanks to them for supporting. Also, if you want to learn more about The Good Human Factory, the organization that I run, uh, head over to thegoodhumanfactory.com. You can learn all about the workshops that I run. We've got a whole bunch of school workshops coming up in term one. I'm really looking forward to speaking to a bunch of young students in high school to yeah, pass on some messages and some understandings and really trying to challenge them to think about mental health a little differently. So if you want to learn more about the workshops, you can find that on the website. You can also pick up some of our merch. The community is just so strong now. Every day we're getting tagged in people's Instagram stories saying they're getting people uh, coming up to them asking them what they're grateful for and that's what the merch is all about starting conversations making positive impact in your community can all start with just a t-shirt so head over to thegoodhumanfactory.com use the code podcast big 25% off over on the merch and yeah would love to see you guys rocking it and tag us on social media Okay, so today with India, yeah, it was really cool. We caught up and learned all about her journey to basically recovery. When we last caught up, she'd just fallen off the world tour. She had a brain injury she was trying to recover from, from multiple concussions. And yeah, we kicked off this episode learning about what she's been up to over the last yeah year and a half. And it blew me away. She 
has been fighting her way back, getting back to her full health, and then she had another brain injury right before Snapper Rocks, which she then went on to win, which is just a crazy story. You're going to absolutely love this episode. She then went on to take out the whole series while juggling another really, really bad concussion. And, yeah, I think it's a really good episode to show you what's possible even when you aren't at full health, when you are just kind of sticking to what you know and getting through life. Sometimes you can achieve massive things. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. That's what this podcast is all about, getting some really powerful stories that are inspiring, that have information that we can really learn from. So if you know anyone who gets a head knock and needs to learn a bit more about concussions, send them this episode because, yeah, there's the potential to really help people when they're struggling with some injuries and some injuries that are usually quite unspoken about with, uh, yeah, concussions and head injuries. So make sure you share this episode with a friend, tag it on your Instagram. Um, It's all really helpful when you do that for us. Make sure you go hit that like and subscribe button give us five stars and yeah let's jump into today's episode welcome back to good humans podcast india robinson how you going india i'm very good thanks for having me back on nice. straight into an arepa oh, no, straight into an arepa <laughs> they've been sending me heaps lately. oh they have yeah oh, is that? and then i saw yeah like one of my specialists was like you need to get onto this um supplement and i like looked at it, i'm like Healthy hang on these are the drinks i drink no and way like, yeah they're the arepa ones i'm like so even the brain specialists are onto it. So. Wow. Well, there you go. Cheers to it. I'll give <laughs> yeah, you a little rapid cheers to, um, yeah, supporting our brains. But yeah. we caught up your episode 76, I believe, on Good Humans podcast. And you sent me a message last week going, hey, bunch of stuff's happened. Can we? Can, can I jump back on? And I was like, absolutely, because you've had a pretty wild last, let's call it six to eight months. You yeah. won the Challenger Series, which is a huge, huge um, accomplishment. And I didn't even know this, but off air you told me you had another brain injury right before it. So how we're going to do this chat today is I'm going to let you give us maybe a little bit of a highlight of maybe of a bit of background of your career for people who are listening to this episode for the first time and haven't listened to your other one. And then we're just going to get into the last 12 months because I know there's been plenty of ups and downs. You've taken out the Challenger Series. You won some major events. Um yeah, a lot of juggling going on with your mental health, with your physical health, trying to get back to where you want to be, which is on that world tour, which you're going to Hawaii in a couple of days while we're recording this. So yeah. exciting times, but yeah, we're just going to see where this chat takes us. But the first thing I open with always is what are you grateful for right now in life? I am grateful for my health. And I think I've learned that over the past 12 months that yeah, health can take me a long way. So I'm doing everything I can to look after that at the moment. Yeah, I bet. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's crazy when you have an injury like yours, it's not really visible. Yeah. If it's like hard for people around you to understand. But yeah, I can imagine it's just been such a juggle for you getting your health. Like what, you're twenty three now? Yeah, twenty three. Yeah. You're so young, you got so much career and being an athlete, your health your health is everything for everyone. But yeah. when you're an athlete, you can't perform at the level you need to without good health. And yeah, you've had quite the journey, but you're still at the top of your game, which is just incredible. So maybe let's rewind back to the last chat we spoke about, you qualified for the world tour, your biggest goal ever, but in that qualifying year, you had your first brain injury. Do you want to tell me about the first time? Let's just talk about like the few brain injuries you've had. Yeah. That's so, just to like catch back up everyone who's um, missed out on your journey so far. Yeah. So in 2021, um, that was the year that the Challenger Series kind of was evolved and we were getting ready to go for a three-month stint of competitions and um, that's when I had my first concussion. And that was a six to eight week rehab process. A lot of 
lonely, dark room time. And not many people around me knew how to deal with it at that time. So it was kind of a learn as we go type thing. And I definitely didn't do all the right things. Um, so it prolonged the healing process. And then I went off to the events after I'd been cleared. And then in Hawaii in that same year, two th- end of 2021, just before qualifying, um, same injury, I got concussed again while surfing backdoor and um, it was a shot to the temple. And again, I was in a situation where I had to compete because my dream to be on tour was on the line. So I chose to compete in that event and I qualified for the world tour and it was that's a dream right. come true. You had the crazy Halle Eva event and got to the yeah. tour. Yeah, so that's where it all kind of came true. But in that moment, I only had a three, four week turnaround until the world tour event started at Pipe and I wasn't in a good way. So I came home and that's where I saw the specialists and tried to get as much done as I could. But realistically, they said to me I wasn't ready to be competing and it was my own decision to then go to those events and compete. So then I developed post-concussion syndrome um, and was competing on tour, dealing with it, not really, but I was just fighting my way through it. Like each event was just like get to the next one, make the cut, and then we'll deal with it. Mm. And, um, yeah, I didn't make the cut and was sent back to the Challenger Series but decided that, yeah, after two events my body was starting to really shut down on me and mentally just uh, wasn't there. What's post-concussion syndrome compared to a concussion? Well, so that's if you don't take care of a concussion, it turns yeah. into a longer-term thing. Because I think this is a good one for anyone listening who might just get a head knock who feels a bit, you know, what yes. are the symptoms of a concussion and then what's the difference between post-concussion syndrome? Yeah, well, that's the hard bit is because the symptoms are still very similar to the symptoms you get when you are first concussed. Mm. It's pretty much just a prolonged process of that because you haven't deal- dealt with the initial uh-huh. concussion at the first part. So for me putting my brain under so much more stress whilst it's still trying to recover from the initial injury itself. um, That just led to all of the symptoms staying with me for a really long time. So yeah, initially if you get concussed, you'll feel you've got a headache, a bit of pressure in the head. Some people feel off balanced or fatigued or for me, it was a lot of vestibular ocular stuff like my eyes. And um, for me, yeah, I just haven't been able to fully recover from those symptoms. So yeah, when, they were like, this could develop into post-concussion syndrome. I kind of was like, I don't know what that is, but I'll deal with it if I have to. And then now being in the situation where I have had to deal with it, um, I can say that, yeah, feeling like you're concussed 24-7 for a year straight is one of the worst things in the world because you just don't feel like yourself at all. Do you look back and regret any of the decisions you made with the concussion protocols, as in like going back and competing Obviously, in the time, the whole, like, competing on the world tour is, like, but now you're back on tour, do you look back and go, oh, yeah. that, I don't know, it whether is, you want to talk about it or not, it's yeah. just, like, an interesting one because no. I feel like someone might be in that situation right now where they're making this decision because yeah. it's a dream, but there's still a lot more life ahead of you after a dream that yeah. you're still chasing and still kicking now. Exactly, and I think it's hard because I, I don't regret my time on tour and having that experience but I do regret not listening to some of the advice I was being told and I was just being so stubborn like I just wasn't listening to anyone and any advice I was being given I just was selectively choosing the stuff (laughs) yeah I was like if you're telling me I can't do it I'm hearing that as like 
okay, you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I was just so hell bent on I'm going to compete and I'm just going to yeah. deal with it later. But I just didn't know enough about it and that that's definitely one of my regrets is not learning more and not studying more to try and manage it better and mm-hmm. deal with it better. Even though I was competing at the time, I could have been doing things to still help my recovery. Now you know what you know, where would you point someone in the direction if they have a kid who's got a concussion, themselves have a concussion, to educate themselves on the best protocols to take? Yeah, I think the first step is just going to a doctor and getting clear, like going to them and being diagnosed with a GP to start. Yeah, yeah, a GP to start, just someone that can tell you, yes, it is a concussion, run you through the baseline testing, and then they can track your progress because – I think still the stigma around the the concussion stuff is that you have to be knocked out or it has to be something really big. But honestly, for me, like my knocks weren't that big, but they were enough for my brain to move inside my skull and do the damage it did. So I think the first step is like just be overly cautious. Do do the stuff to check that it – and sure, you might go in and they say it's not. That's the best case. But if you go, okay, I'm probably not, then you'll do, you'll keep going and like then you'll you crash. like what you did a few weeks of trying to train on the bike yes. and you're like, oh, don't know, you'll try and push through yeah. and then you'll crash and then you've got a six to eight week process of trying to build up. But if you do it right from the start, it can be a, a week to two weeks okay. and then you're back to normal. So, again, it's different for everyone, but if you can just be on the front foot with it, mm. it'll definitely save you a lot of hard yeah. yards down wow. the line. So then you you fall off tour. This is kind of catching up to where we last left off on the podcast about 18 months ago. Yeah. You do snapper, feel an average. You do manly, feel an average. I'm not going to go to Belita. I need to get myself better. And you meet um, the, what's his name, the specialist? Brett Jarros. Brent, Brett Jarros, who's um, down in Melbourne? Down in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, who's the same guy that Owen Wright and Tyler Wright and a few other um, it, I'm, he, from reading the book, he works with a bunch of football players and yes. stuff too, right? Yeah. yeah. So he knows what he's talking yeah, about. He knows what he's talking about. That was sure. kind of where we left it off that you're like, yep, I'm going to be doing stuff with him. And actually the last time we spoke, you were just about to leave for Halle Eva because you'd had three or four months of improving and you're like, I'm going to go test myself. Yeah. Was that a good idea to go to Halle Eva and test yourself? Yeah. I was, I was at a point where my recovery was in a good place and I was able to surf twice a day and my heart rate wasn't affecting me so much if it was going into a higher range. So they said that I could go and that I could see how I was would handle the pressure of being in a competition state. And, um, yeah, it was definitely a really good warm-up to return to competition, I'd say. Um, and, again, I love Hawaii and surfing in those waves. So it was good to go back to that place and also just kind of shake off the nerves of where I did my last injury there. And I was nervous, but... Um, yeah, to just kind of dust it off and just be like, okay, no, I still really want to do this and I yeah. want to get healthier and even better so that I can be back on tour. Yeah, wow. Last Halle Eva comp too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I know. I the next year. All right. Devo. Devo. It's the best <laughs> comp ever, that comp. So you did that. That's the end of 2022. Let's talk about 2023. Yeah. Ups and downs, many ups and downs. From yeah. I thought it was all ups from watching from the outside in. Once yes. again, exactly like last time we sat down, I was yeah. alongside you doing the tour the last time we sat down. Yeah. And I didn't know. This time I just saw that you're winning comps. You're <laughs> first in the um, world on the Challenger Series. It all looks like everything's back on track, but speaking off air, it wasn't. So let's talk about those first couple months of 2023 last year. What um what that was like for you, what the recovery looked like, what sort of training you were doing, 
yeah, just talk me through what um, you needed to get done to get the back to your best. Yeah. Um. So pretty much at the as soon as I called it quits after Manly and decided to take that break, I was just one hundred percent hell bent on being the fittest, strongest, and healthiest version of myself next time Snapper came around. Yeah. So I I was so hard to work with because I was like, let's surf Snapper, and I was just like every day. I'm surfing snapper, I'm training as much as I can and I'm doing every part of my rehab process that I can to just be ready for snapper. Like I was just adamant that I'm going to be the most prepared person in the world for that event. And for anyone listening, snapper is snapper rocks, one of the best surf locations in the world and it's the first event on the World Challenger Series, which is on the Gold Coast in May. Yes. So it would have been in May 23. Yes. So you've come home from Hawaii the end of 22. Yep. You've got January till May to get ready for Snap Eye. Yep. Yeah. What did those four months look so, like? Yeah, those four months literally looked like every single day would be I'd wake up, I'd go for a surf with my coach, I'd then come to the gym, I'd go through my rehab program from Brett, do all the neuro stuff I had to do, gym. What does that look like? What's in the neuro stuff? It's it's very different. Yeah, He's really, really thorough with how he works and a lot of it is to do with the nervous system as well because – when you get the head injury, it winds up your nervous system. And so I went, I go down and see him and we do two hours worth of testing. So he gets to know every inch of what's working and what's not. And what's the testing, like eye tests and yeah. stuff? Because you're saying you still can't read without, yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, he has these goggles that he'd put on your eyes and then he'd track what your eyes are doing whilst trying to do tasks. Same thing with a computer. He'll get you to focus on a target. And then we look back and those computers have cameras in it that are watching your eyes and what they're doing. And then it shows you on a graph where you're supposed to be looking and where your eyes are actually looking. Or when we're moving side to side, are they going side to side or are they going up and down or are they flickering? And, and that's a sign of that's, brain processing. Yeah. Interesting. So for me, one of the biggest things is like if I try to focus on target, we look back at all of the graphs and all of mine are like this, wow. or if I'm just looking under it, like I just can't, my focus. eyes don't have the ability to focus at the moment. So after doing all the testing, it's like, okay, your issue is that your eyes don't stay still and that's leading into all of these other issues. So if we can fix that for you, the rest is going to be easy. Okay. So that's when he brings in all of this different style of stuff that's, Sometimes it's twisting your body a certain way. Um, there's another one that's like drawing this infinity symbol with your hand or with your leg as well and then going through the process of like staring, like looking and a few different other things that are very specific to what you need. So interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after I've gone through all of my rehab stuff, I do gym, I go see I think everyone was looking at me like I was crazy because I was just seeing every specialist I could, like, outside of um, physio, I was going to a chiropractor as well. And then I was going to a kinesiologist and then started trying Chinese medicine as well, a bit of acupuncture. How did you and find that? I found it really good. Yeah, My body responded mm. to it really well. And, again, like for me, I was just in a place where I was like, I've got to try everything because yeah. some things just aren't working and I don't know if this will work, but I'm going to try just because yeah. I want to get better. So I was just – focused I was just like everything I can do I'm going to do it nice. and so yeah it was just busy those first four months were just like I was just in this routine just ticking better. over and um yeah it was all just to be ready for snapper 
And were you ready for Snapper? <laughs> you were up until a few weeks before. Yeah. Um, I was the most prepared I've ever been mentally and physically. Like, was just in such a different place and I'd finally overcome that, yeah, I gave up those few months and missed out on a lot, but it was all to be prepared for this event. And then, um, yeah, I was just going for my daily surf out there and it was one of the cyclone swells that we'd have and, you know, how crowded it gets out snapper mm. with those cyclone swells. And it was just unfortunate. This I saw this guy take off and he was a bit wobbly on his feet and he started to lean back and I was like, oh, gosh, and he was a big boy with a big board. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And then I started to, like, paddle as fast as I could a wide, but then he just kicked it out. So I tried to tried my best to get under it but whilst I was underwater it just like just completely smashed on my head and I like came up and I was just like no this can't be like this is not happening like there's no way that this is happening and I just remember going like fuck and then I like I saw blood and I was like where's my friend like I was surfing with Piper at the time and I was just like I don't know what's happening but some like this isn't good this isn't good and I started to like really freak out because I was you know going to the worst places and then I like took a deep breath and I was like no it's fine like I'm gonna be fine like Mm. this is there's no way and I was paddling and I was just trying to find her and I was like really really like slow at this point and then I like paddled past Kelly and he gave me like a really weird look Kelly Slater and he was just like and then all of these people just kept staring at me and like I didn't know but I had this like like because the board smashed on my head and the fiberglass broke it like left this weird semicircle like cuts on my forehead and I had no idea that that's what it looked like but then I got to my friend and she just was like because I saw her and I was like just tapping my head I'm like like, we need to go in and then she like saw it and she couldn't help but laugh and she's like I'm so sorry like it's I feel I'm feel so bad, but it looks like you've been attacked by like a wobby gong or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, it, it was good in that moment. Like I needed to be like lifted yeah. up a little bit. And so um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is like not good. This is really not good. And I got back to the car and I just instantly sent a photo to the physio at Surfing Oz because he had he's been so amazing with all of my head stuff. And with um. Ah, uh, Pauly. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> sent him a photo and I was just like, I just wrote, fuck, like oh. full stop. I was just like, fuck, what do I do? And then, um, yeah, he like instantly messaged and then rang, like, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, how did I'm, it compare to your other ones? It, it really rocked me because um, it was yeah. very front on, but it was a lot of neck and jaw. Because of the force, it just whipped my neck back and my teeth just, like, clunked. So it was, like, this level of force that all just shot up, whereas the other ones were, like, temple impacts that just, like, whipped me sideways but, like, very straight on. Um, So it was very different in that sense that it was, like, a lot of neck and jaw. Mm. So that kind of I was like, oh, maybe this is something that I can deal with better because – I don't know if it's going to be just whiplash, like maybe it's just that. Um, but, yeah, I instantly knew it wasn't good. And, and this is two weeks out from the big is, event that you've trained eight months for yeah. after taking time off and having a hard year and a half from head yeah. injuries. Fuck. Yeah. So it was pretty much just for me in that moment, I was just like I've just blown that eight months of work in one surf how have I managed to just, yeah. And I was like, 
I shouldn't have surfed this day. And then you go through all yeah, of those yeah. thoughts of like, what should I have done? Should I have done this? And I was just like, this was out of my control. Yeah. Like I couldn't have avoided this. And I I did go through all of the like, why me? Like yeah, why yeah. again? I think I've learned all that I had to learn from the other yeah, two. Yeah. But then I just, I had to deal with it. And I was FaceTiming my my mum and family and stuff and, they were just like, no, you're fine. You're going to be fine. And, like, they were. She, like, my mum was so delusional. She was just like, I'm not. Like, In denial. Yeah, she just didn't want to believe it. And at that point I'd already come to terms with, like, okay, I think this is another one and I'm going to have to figure out a way to cope with it. Yeah. But she was like, no, you're fine. Like, you're going to be so fine. And she was so in denial. She just didn't want to believe it because oh, they've already seen me deal with it for a year and a half. So, that so what just, happened? What, what did those next two weeks look like? How did you get ready for Snapper? Um, yeah. So, well, it was a very short t- time frame. So, um, the docs got brought into it. The doctors and um, they did the testing, and I saw him weekly and was just seeing like maybe this will be a quick recovery because yeah. I'm doing all the right yeah, things. So I just stopped surfing up, yeah. instantly. Was just like, okay, I'm gonna do dark room thing i'm gonna ride the bike i'm gonna get my <laughs> yeah get on the arepas <laughs> um get my heart rate slowly ticking over bring oxygen to the brain and just like do nothing else yeah, hyperbaric chambers or anything, Do you ever do anything i haven't actually ventured into the hyperbaric chambers but i've heard really good things oh, from them just you to the crew down at rigs yeah about to leave but yeah good for you. yeah i have heard really good things yeah. so that's another i thing. haven't done it before but i've heard it's really good for like jet lag and oxygenation Oxygen, so when you said yes. oxygenation. yeah my specialist also mentioned that okay. so yeah that's something i should dive into <laughs> um so yeah, two-week protocol. Yeah. What's so it look like? It looks like pretty much don't do anything. Like, obviously, first things like no surfing. Yeah. Um, but from the other two, I've learnt that I still need to be doing things to recover. Yeah. So that still looked like, okay, I'm going to go do my cardio slowly, but get do what I have to do. I'm going to do the eye exercises. I'm going to mm. see all of the physios and the chiros and yeah, do yeah, everything yeah. I can. And, um, yeah, for me, the the kinesiologist I use, she was really, really crucial in helping me. She's, again, like another avenue that's completely different. Yeah. And I'm not saying it would work for everyone, but for me and how my body was feeling in that moment, mm. she was someone that was able to really help me, like, calm down. Like, my nervous mm. system was, like, shot. I yeah. was, like, my adrenal fatigue and like everything was just like hanging on by a thread because I was so anxious about competing and if I was going to be allowed to compete and yeah so I just I did everything I could in those two weeks to just be like get cleared like I'm just gonna try and get cleared but um yeah I again went to the doctor before snapper and it was I think it was like four days before the event was supposed to start and I went to him and I knew that I probably wasn't going to be surfing the first day because I was seated. So I was like, okay, I've still got like another five days up my sleeve. Do you think you'll be able to clear me in that time? And he was just like blatantly, no, just like no, no chance. And I was like, okay, hmm, well, I'm still going to compete. And he was like, no. Like, what I doctor's this? Like a GP? So this is, is, this, um, this is the sports doctor. So this is like a GP that 
puts you on to more but, specialized sports yeah, injury doctor. But he's the one that has to give you clearance. To to if anyone's in a sport organization, they have to be cleared in order to compete. If it's part of an organization, but because it is a under WSL's insurances and everything. Well, he's outside of WSL, so at this point, WSL didn't Didn't know, know. and I chose to keep that from them because, again, like concussions are so hard to navigate, and I feel like the way that some medical professionals approach it is very black and white he'll well, just like try and make sure like they'll play it very they'll very play safe, it very safe yeah but only looking for. at the physical aspect so yeah. he'll look at my symptoms and he'll look at the tests that i've done and he'll go okay no like you haven't passed this test and you haven't cleared with not none of these symptoms but for me i was looking at him going but i've had these symptoms for 12 months <laughs> yeah like my eyes, they have never recovered fully. Yeah, wow. So like the symptoms I'm saying I have, I've had them for a yeah, really yeah. long time. So in my mind, I was going, you don't it's know enough. It's actually not that much. It's not worse than I really exactly. was. Yeah, yeah. So I was going, you don't know enough about me and my situation. Yeah. So you can't tell me. What about um, Brett compete. in Melbourne? What is he saying? Brett is very much just like, we're going to do what we can to help you, get you and get better. You can, yeah. yeah, so he's all about like yeah, you can recovery. still perform whilst Going nursing recovery, it and yeah, yeah. doing the right things in between. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the other, the other professionals are just like clear, just like no. And so I walked out of there and I was really angry. Um, one of the other, like Michelle, I've spoke about her, you know yeah, Michelle yeah. so she's well. Been on the podcast. Yeah. Um, she, she's the one that drove me up to the appointment and I came out and I, I swear I was so red and I was so angry. Like I wasn't upset. I was just angry. After the guy said, you know. Yeah. But not because he said no, because I expected that, yeah. but because of the, the process that it went about was just like, you, you're not asking me the right questions yeah. and you're not seeing it from my point of view. I'm like, dude, I've just gave up eight months of it to get better to be ready for this event. And if you tell me I can't do it. It's like if you went to that doctor, though, without that recent head knock, he might have still not cleared you based on your, like, ongoing concussion symptoms anyway. Yeah, that's where it was really blurry to me and that's what made me angry. So I rang Paulie again and I was like, Paulie, you need to talk to him. You need to explain that I've had these symptoms and that they can't be the decision maker for me and this and that. And then I walked out of it and I was just, like, fuming. I was like... You got everyone can just get stuffed. Yeah. Like I'm competing in this event because I don't know what I'm going to do. If How I did don't. you feel? Obviously, we'll talk about mentally in a second, but yeah, physically, how much worse did you feel than before the last before that head knock? Oh, did you feel I, like you stepped way back? Oh from yeah. It? yeah, I I went straight back down to the bottom. Like physically, I I knew I was like in a bad way. Like yeah. I was. I was doing twenty minutes of exercise a day, and that was it. Like I couldn't do any longer than that so I was working with the specialist just to get up to 30 I would see her and she's like you've got no access to any energy because there's none there Mm. and I was like well you need to give me just like help me get a little bit and she's like okay we're trying to we're just going to try and get you up to being able to just perform at a 30 minute mark because that's how long the heats are Um, and talk me through your mental because it's something we touched on briefly off air yeah Obviously, the good human factor, what I do is really mental health based. Yeah. You said you were super angry. What's going through your head here? It's like you're a young woman who's got the world at her feet. You've worked so hard for something, been so set back. 
worked so hard again and then you get that setback what yeah how's your mental health through here yeah I think for me my first emotion that always bubbles up first is anger but then when that stripped back it was just like I was so scared and so worried that I would get really really sad or like I've dealt with depression for years so I knew that this was going to be something that would bring me down a level and I didn't know if I'd be able to cope with it um so I I was just like someone needs to I really lent on my support in some that moment hope and some help yeah I, I couldn't do it on my own we've seen um Jason doing a lot of yeah. stuff with yeah yeah psychologists. so I've worked with Jace for like eight ten years yes, or whatever yeah. so he's he knows me like the back of my hand and he's someone that can just look at me and know what I'm like what's going through my head because again I'm probably someone that's not good at telling people what I'm going through or how hard it really is. It's really hard to communicate it. Yeah. So especially when it's a new feeling and it's a new challenge and situation. Yeah. And I just I wanted someone to just be like, all right, India, we're gonna try and we're gonna try and help you navigate Mm. it. And I was so lucky that um my coach decided to like sit down he's like well you're saying you're going to compete I want to support you and make sure that you compete in a in like a healthy way healthiest way yeah so he was like let's figure out a plan that you follow so strictly like it was pretty much like signing a contract you don't have to think all you got to do is paddle out surf yeah and I was like okay I've got 30 minutes of energy in me that's it and he's like okay and I was like driving's going to use that 30 minutes of energy. I can't do the drive. He's like, okay, cool. We're going to get someone to pick you up and drop you home. I'm like, sweet. So if someone comes, gets me from my house, drives me to the beach, and then I pretty much, they all take my stuff to the beach for me. I just walk onto the beach. Bottle watch the surf yeah. and just told you what waves to catch. Yeah, and I, just I, have to sit down. Those I sit down in the shade with like my glasses, like hat, just incognito, just like, and I sit down and I'm like, okay, so, like, where are the best waves? And he's like, okay, so there's probably the best up here and then some down here. And, like, I was like, okay, that's all I can take. Like, yeah. no more. Like, stop, that's all I can take. And someone would run up and get my rashi for me and bring it down and I'd, like, just put my rashi on and pretty much just go, okay, I've got 30 minutes. Let's use this 30 minutes. Did the WSL know about the brain injury? No. Nah. Did you do any post-head interviews? Um, very, very short ones. Mm-hmm. Like someone would come with me and I, they'd be like, they'd look at me and be like, I'm like, oh, sorry, I've got to go. Okay. And then like, I just like. There's plenty of heat wins because yeah. I'm not going to ruin the story, but we're about <laughs> to hear you winning the event. So yeah. um, day one, served your first heat. How'd that go? Well, the first heat went pretty good. I was in a heat with my best friend, Sophie McCulloch, and we both got first and second in that one. Um, but it was the weirdest feeling. Like I paddled out there. And everything just went out the window. Like I just didn't know what was going on. But did adrenaline kick in and you felt okay once you're out there for your heat, or you were um, still just a bit? I I knew I could. Like once I stood up on the wave, I was like, yeah, I can, I can surf. Yeah. And I was like, India, you've done six months of prep. Yeah. Out at this surf just break, like you know what to do. Just trust yourself. And so I was literally just going, okay, this wave looks good. I'm gonna go this wave, and then just surf. And then I was like, okay, cool. Got through that heat. I came in and my coach said, India, you're surfing this afternoon. And you should see my face. I just went, fuck, I can't do it. And he was like, 
well, yeah, you'll be like one of the last heats at the end of today. And I was like, what am I going to do? I only had 30 minutes in me. Like that's what we were working towards. I didn't even think about surfing back-to-back heats. And so I came in and I was just like, I was so rattled. He was like, quick, the car's there, like hop in the car, they're going to drive you home again. And I'm like, fuck, I have to try and regroup for this afternoon. And then they drove me home and I was just like, okay, don't do anything. Like just lay on this bed, don't do anything, listen to some music and just chill out. And then I was calling my um, kinesiologist and I was like, what can I do to like quickly bring some energy into my body? And she was like, okay, I want you to go through this. And so she gave me some stuff. Might be a complete placebo effect, Mm. but for me I was like, I'm just going to do everything she says. What sort of stuff was she saying? It was like um, rubbing certain pressure points and connecting like one of the pressure points from my back to like my brainstem and like rubbing them at the same time. So, and then there was like my cross coordinations were out. So I was jumping on like from one side to the other and making sure they were intact and just little things like that. But it was enough to like trick me or help me in order to just like turn up in the afternoon and then surf another heat. But again, I just got dropped off and was like, he was like, okay, don't worry about it. They just go straight here. And I was like, cool. And it was a man-on-man heat this time. So it was just two girls out there. It was just me and one other girl. And um, it was pumping. It was like yeah, it's a really good the idea. waves were really good, like mm. the best snapper. And I was just like, this is cool. And then I started to see the sun go down and I was like, oh, it's a blessing because mm. I struggle a lot with a lot. sunlight and the glare. So as soon as the sun went down, I was like, I feel like I've got all the energy in the world now. So it just like, it was something little, but it was positive enough to make me go, cool, I'm Mm. ready to go. And then again, I just paddled out and was so at peace because I was just like, all I have in me is the, the only option I have is to just trust. Yeah. So I just trusted completely that I could just surf. And And you won that one? Won that one. um, And then went into the quarterfinals again the next day I just got dropped off and the waves were still absolutely pumping and um, another woman on woman heat um, against Sarah Bourne this time and I knew she's like very, she likes to hassle a bit at the start. She wants to have the inside and um, I was like, oh, I'm not going to waste all of my energy on that but like I'll just follow you around a bit and try to make like yeah. make the best decision I can make and um yeah so we played the game at the start and I was just like again I was just so at peace I was just so calm and I was just looking at waves and just going no nah, yep okay and I just would go and then made it through that heat the next day you knew you're gonna have to surf twice I knew I was gonna yeah it was the finals day and I was matched up against Steph so I oh, knew it was redemption. <laughs> it the was... last episode you kept getting beat by everybody. <laughs> exactly. Steph. So it was a big heat, and I was like, "Oh, Steph be snapper in the semifinals." Waves are pumping. This is Steph's home break. This is her bread and butter. Like she's the best to ever. But at do this it. stage, you're like, you know what? Amazing! Yeah. I made the semifinals with this injury. I've got a good start oh. to my campaign. I can rest fully. Anything else is a bonus. Yeah, yeah I was just about that heat with Steph. I was just stoked to be there. So I was just like. <laughs> oh, this is cool, like the waves are pumping and I've got a heat against Steph. Like we'll just see what happens. Oh, how good that can the surf snapper against Steph Gilmore. Coming back from the injury, it just reminds me so much of Owen Wright. And I, once again, I was telling you this off air 
Owen's a friend of both of ours and I just read his book, which he said you can't read because of your <laughs> eyes, which yeah. is just crazy that you can't even read like for years. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. But his book, he literally has strangely almost a carbon copy of the story you're telling right now. Yeah, it's like yeah. weird. You're going to one day read it or have someone read it to you and be like, that's like weird how similar the story is when he came back and won Snapper on the world tour crazy. after his brain injury. Yeah. So, yeah, tell me about that heat with Steph. Yeah, so um, I think it was honestly like a blessing in disguise because – It's pretty stormy on the final day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, again, it was cloudy. It was a little bit moody. But I was – in that instance, I would normally be really nervous and I would be thinking about strategical ways that I could beat Steph and like, oh, she's better at this, so I'm going to do this. And then the judges – and like I'd go into depth. But this time around I was like, all I can do is just trust that I've done enough and that the preparation is done and that I'm just going to surf how I surf. And did, then did Steph or any of the other girls know about the injury that you'd had two weeks before? No, not That's pretty private I, again. It was very private only because it, again, if WSL did get oh, wind of it, it could have been an yep. issue. And it was something I was like, oh, I'm not going to yeah. yeah, yeah. really talk about it. Um, but yeah, so I, I went out in that heat with Steph and it was just the same thing. Like I've never experienced it in my whole surfing career where I've gone into a heat just like at ease. Like normally I'm all over the shop and I'm like trying to figure out ways how to calm down and like do the breathing. And this time around it was just like, okay, I'm going to wait for a wave. And I was just sitting next to her. We were like up behind the rock at this point. And this wave comes through and I like look at it and I go, mm, not going that wave. And she went it. And I was like, oh, that was a weird wave to go. And then there was another wave and I was like, cool. And then I went the wave and I started off really strong in that heat. What did you get? Nine. I, no, I think I got, I think it was like a six, eight or a seven. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a good in start. Yeah. Like from up the top where there wasn't that many waves, this is good. And to put a bit of pressure on Steph, yeah. like that's good. So then we um played the game and we both went down and, I don't know, I just was just really in tune with what was happening in the ocean and was just giving myself opportunity and I ended up beating her and it was like the coolest feeling because I was just like... Is that the first time you beat her? Um, the second, I think, but after she the prior really year yeah, yeah. when she knocked me off to her, I was like, this one feels good to beat yeah, her at her at home, home break. She beat you at your home break yeah, the year before. I was like, was this, nice. this is good. How good did that hug when you saw her after feel? <laughs> I was like, I deserve that one, Steph. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I came in and I was just like, whoa, okay, I'm in the final now. And it was just like, it was like the last four days hadn't happened. It was just like I just transported into the final. It was just like a blur. Who did you have in the final? Then I went up against Sawyer. Lynn Blad, so um, the young California yeah. girl with a really good backhand. Um, and, yeah, I just went into that final again, just sent out the rushy on just going, I'm just going to do the same thing. I'm just going to try and catch two waves and surf. Mm. And then, um, yeah, it was a it was a closer final, that one. It, like it was, we both had, I think, I think I had two sixes and she had a six and a five and then um, I kind of, started to chip away and then I got a good wave at the end and got like a seven or an eight and just put enough yeah. pressure on her to just, yeah, mm -hmm. to take it out. And then coming into um, my whole support network on the beach and everyone that got me to that point was like unbelievable. I was just sitting there going, 
holy crap, what have we done? Like, how have we got here? Wow. And seeing, like, my coach was in tears. Like, everyone was just in tears because they were, like... They knew what's been going on. They knew how big it was for me, but they also had the pressure of dealing with me and the risks that I was putting on myself. Like, they knew that it was yeah, a yeah. risky situation, but they supported me through it, and we got through it in a way that it didn't send me far back in my recovery. Like it postponed it, like it put it on hold, but it didn't send me backwards. Mm. But mentally I was so much more forwards. Yeah, because you're stoked and happy. And yeah. How was like after the presentation and stuff, were you just energy zap, just a oh, zombie, or were you just on such before, a high because of yeah the winning your biggest event ever? I, I think like as like my best mates, like Sal and Soph were cheering me up. I was just going like, well, you can even see it in the front. I was just like, what is going on? Like, wow. what the hell? And then I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so wrecked. Like, I don't really want to do the prezzo. And then I did the presentation, was standing there. It was really sunny. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, come on, Joey, yeah. like, wrap it up. But um, as soon as, like, I got given the trophy, then I got, like, a little kick again. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, I lifted it above my head and everyone was looking at me like, don't you dare drop that thing. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Not on your head. And I was like, woo. And then I like dropped it and then I was just like put it on the ground. I was like, okay, someone get me home. Yeah. So I just hopped in the car and just like collapsed and like just went home to my studio. I live alone and everything and just I, I got know, dropped yeah. off and I was just like, well, this is anticlimactic. Yeah, and just yeah. hopped into bed, like still in my bathers and everything. It was just like my mum FaceTimed and my eyes looked like bloodshot. Everything yeah. was just like. Could barely hold the drive. phone. I'm like, she's like, what are you doing for dinner? And I'm like, oh, I can't be I can't be bothered. I'm done. And then just curled up and it's like, Slow. whoa. I had the best night's sleep of your life, probably. I was just, it was a blur. Did you wake up the next day and feel like it was a dream the last week? Yeah, but it was like, it was, I didn't feel like I didn't really have the chance to appreciate how amazing that moment was. Um, like, at the end of 2023, I would, like, look back and was like, wow, that was really special. But in the moment, I was still stuck in the Oh, you're two weeks post-concussion. Yeah. Like, like, three weeks post-concussion. And the next event was in, like, two days' time. So yeah, I was like. Wow. Well, Where's the next one, Manly? Yeah, uh, Narrabeen. Yeah, you're local. Um, so, yeah, it was a quick turnaround and it was, we were, like, back to the same spot of, like. Of doing the same can thing. Can she go to this event or can she not? And. And then it was like back to the drawing board, speaking to everyone, going, "What am I supposed to do here? Like, it's it's an event in Australia. If I'm going to do an event, this is the one to do." You've won the first event. Um, You're like, yeah. in a position to qualify. Like, winning an event for anyone listening is like a huge leg up to get to the world tour, especially. Yeah. I mean, not especially in the women, but with like smaller spots, like it's so important to win events to get in. Mm. And you, yeah, won the first event of the year but you're carrying this injury yeah. and you're probably getting people telling you take an event or two off and then just come back and finish strong. Like Yeah. But you did bloody good in every event you did. So talk me through Narrabeen. Yeah, so um, Narrabeen, I kind of sat down with everyone and was like, you know what, I think I could go to Narrabeen. I think I'm doing all right. I won yeah. the last event. I, mean. <laughs> I was like, I started off strong if I could just go and make a few heats, like that would set me up well to skip potentially the next one. Yeah. So I was like, Oz, yeah, it's easy. Like the, all of the next ones are overseas. It's going to be a mission. So maybe I should do Manly or no. Narrabeen, sorry. If I should do Narrabeen, I'll have my friend that's going to be driving me. Like it's the same situation. I'll have yeah. all of the support from Surfing yeah. Australia there. 
so I can lean on you guys. Whereas overseas, I won't have that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Narrabeen. But it was the same situation where I was like, I'm not free surfing. So there was no morning free surfs or anything. It was literally just rock up. I'm going to surf my heat, go home. And so, yeah, my best friend was amazing at that time. She would like drive me and she'd like bring me home. No, this is so McCulloch. Yeah. So, so yeah, on tour, she's like, she's like my mum. She would like bring me home. She's like, okay, I'm going to drop you now and I'm going to go for another surf. And then I'll pick up dinner and then so she was like she, she was so cute. Right. She qualified, yeah. No. She fell off at the um she had an injury before. Oh. Yeah. So she was That's out right. with the syndesmosis. Yeah. So it was Injuries. like we have parallel rookie year stories as well. So it was, oh, I'll have to get her on for a chat. Yeah. So she's epic. She's amazing. Uh-huh. Um but so yeah. So Narabeen, um, I ended up getting third. But <laughs> yeah, again, just I for just, like just for everyone <laughs> listening, getting third in that event, I did ten years. On the same tour that she's talking about, over a hundred events, and the best I ever did was a fifth. Yeah. So to win and get a third back to back with the injury you've got, I mean, you are far better than me, but <laughs> it is very tough to get to the very pointy end of these events. There's what, 96 men, 64 women to yeah. get in the top three carrying an injury like this. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Narabin was definitely more of a challenge because at least with Snapper, I had the six months of prep. Whereas Narrabeen, I was going into it completely blind, like going, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing out here, but I'm just going to trust my, yeah, I'm just going to trust my instinct again because that worked last time. So I just kind of ran with it. But when it got to the finals day, um, I surfed my quarterfinal heat and beat um, Aaron Brooks. And then I was going up in the semifinals later that afternoon against Isabella and, um, it's the wind changed that this storm came through the waves were tiny and then it's just started like howling and swirling and and when I was out there and I it was like my body got overstimulated and my brain just went into like you're done and so it just like switched off and I was out there and me and Bella are really good friends and we're kind of just looking at each other like oh well this is unfortunate that like the conditions the conditions have changed like this but I just completely zoned out and I was just staring out to see and she just like paddled off and then she ended up getting like a score and then I like looked and I was like, oh, how'd you get over there? And then I was just like, crap, like I'm, I'm supposed right to be now. surfing. And then there was like 10 minutes to go and I was like, I could feel it. Like my body was like, you've yeah. had enough. So then I like, I paddled up to her and I'm like, I'm not standing up on another wave. Like congrats. And she's like, no, no, you've got it. Like look at this wave. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm. I'm really, really done. And she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm okay, but, like, I've reached the limit with yeah, this one. Right, like, I've, right. I've got to call it. And then I came in and <laughs> my coach was just there like, what yeah. happened there? And I was like, it was too much. The wind, the sun, everything, it was too much. She was like, oh, crap, you look shit. And then he was like, okay, you've done amazing. Like, yeah, first and a third. You're on the way to pretty much third, qualifying. Like, like, you need yeah. a couple more heats and you're he almost was like, on. He was like, take a step back, India. Like, you, you weren't even supposed to compete. You get over 20,000 points and you're yeah. only got like 16 already. Yeah. yeah. So I'd already you're overtaken what I did when I did qualify. Yeah. I was already past that. And I was like, well, this is a good start. And so I was like, cool. And then we had a bit of a break. So I was like, okay, this is like the stars Recovery, are aligning. Yeah. Like, I've got a bit of time to recover. Surely it's not going to be as long as last time because yeah. I'm doing all the right things. Well, in the recovery space um and so yeah then I just went into like okay I've got a month before the next one but in the back of my mind was like oh I think I might have to skip Bolido 
Um, but I was also like, oh, but if I go to Belito, I could potentially qualify the and yeah. then skip all the rest. Yeah. And it was just like this juggling act. Like, How hard was that? That that was the lowest part of my whole year and my recovery was making that decision, that decision. not to go to Belito because I knew in the back of my mind that I could go to it and do well again. And so then, you didn't go to Belito? No. I left it very last minute. I was... I got sent to Newcastle to see a um a neuro a neuropsych. So they do a lot of testing on how you function with your memory and the different types mm. of cognitive stuff. And um yeah, they got then my doctors and stuff got the report back, were like, this isn't good. And so that was again another kick in the guts of like, okay, well, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And I need to prioritize a bit of my health. Yeah, another event or two to get yeah. the results. So, so they like sat me down again, and I feel like it was just constantly like everyone's just sitting me down, going, "India, like, I think you need to do this." But this time around, they were like, "We have given you so much leniency with your health and yeah. what you're doing this time around. You've been we given are a gift. You. You've got the results. Yeah. You can have this extra couple of weeks off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This time around, they were just like ring me, going, nuts. Yeah. Like I can't watch you keep doing this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Planes as well. South Africa's a long. It's trip. a long travel. So they were like, if we weigh everything up, this is the one to skip. Yeah. And then um, I broke down completely. Like that was like such a hard time for me. And I, I think I was just stuck in a bubble of like, is it all going to be ripped away from me again? Mm. Like, am I just never going to recover? Am I never going to be able to do it? Do you have the fear every time you go in surfing? Don't hit your head, don't hit your head, don't hit your yeah. head. So you're not surfing at probably 100% either. Well, obviously not surfing at 100%, yeah. but then also not surfing with confidence at 100%. Like. Yeah, I definitely just, I at that point was like, I don't even want to surf. Like I will happily go a month without surfing and just, yeah, and just turn up to the comp again. Like I'm happy to do that if that's what it's going to take. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was, I was not in a good way. So I, um, yeah, I was stuck. I made the decision not to go. And I was, <laughs> I was on the beach with like Bottle and Chelsea and I was just in tears, like bawling my eyes out, like, Oh my god! I have to watch everyone go, and then I have to watch them do really well, and then I'm take me at the top of the rankings. You probably were still at the top after that event. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know actually. (laughs) So Um, so you sit Belido out. Yeah, I skip Belido. That's in South Africa for anyone listening. Yeah, I had to do a lot of like mental psychology type of work through that bracket because I just I fell apart, and so we had to figure out a way to like rebuild so that I was mentally ready for the next competition as mm-hmm. well as physically. Um, and, yeah, the next event was America, so Huntington. Yeah. Um, and Huntington I don't have the best relationship with, so I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, tricky. And they were like, if you skip this one, then you'll have to, like, you'll you have, have the other two. Results. And I was like, but then I have to do really well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll go. And it was the same situation where I would get drove to the beach, like, was just Still not really two months surfing. later you weren't recovering that quickly. No. Well, I just, I couldn't get the the progression in my recovery at the speed that Maybe. most people would when they take the time out. But I kept, like, doing all of the things to maintain where I was at so I wouldn't keep going backwards. Yeah. And I think that's what got me through it is because I was always, like, 
I'm I'm okay, yeah. but I'm not. I'm obviously not going to be good, but mm. I'm okay to get through it. Yeah. Um. So I went into that event and I got a ninth there, and I was like, oh, that's not really a keeper result. Like it's with the first and a third, though it is. Yeah, it's, it's a good. Like, it's okay. It's a good bottom yeah. backup result. Yeah, I was like, it's okay, and then um, I was like, okay, whatever. Like I probably wasn't even supposed to be at this event either. So yeah. just be grateful to be here. And so I was just like, okay, whatever. I'll go home, regroup, and do all of the stuff again, like reset, refocus. And I think we had like a, another month or yeah. two months maybe. And, um, yeah, in that two months was like not surfing much, was just focusing on recovery and health and just doing all of the the little things yeah. behind the scenes. And then – to go to Portugal. And then, yeah, go to Portugal. Again, I was – I'm fairly, fairly confident with that wave. Yeah. Um, it suits my style of surfing. So I was going into it going like, okay, I, I should be able to get a result at this one. Yeah. Um, and I decided to take my mum with me to that event just because I wasn't able to drive and mm. I just needed to lean on someone. And so, I, um, yeah, I had her with me, which was really good. I worked with Richard Dogmarsh. Um, so he was helping me on the coaching side of things and, Backed up that event with, yeah, I got a third at Irisira. Um Qualified? No. So if I had have yeah. made that heat, if I had made my semifinal, but I would have been pretty much confirmed. qualified. Yeah, they were, I, I think I was pretty safe, yeah, yeah. but they didn't want to, like, release yeah, it in yeah. case. So I was going into Brazil going, like, I didn't do the maths or anything. Yeah, I was yeah. just, like. I'm oh, looking pretty good. Brazil instead of Hawaii. Yeah. So I was I was like, I've never been to Brazil, but again, I took my mum with me. I it's really Brazil, pretty. But it's just a long way to go and a lot Big of stimulation. Travel. Lots of people on the beach. Different language, lots of people yeah. on the beach. Very so, passionate. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough spot to go in the mindset that I'm sure you're still in. Yeah, well, I was still going there like I've got to make heats. Like I was like, I've still got to make heats. So I've at this point I'm still – doing all of the little things, trying to conserve energy and just manage all of the outside noise and yeah. turning off social media and stuff. Just like I was in like a bubble. Yeah. I was just like no one's Who coming in. Who went to in. Brazil with you? Um, so I took my mum again, and so. then we had – Well, that was straight from Portugal, eh? Straight, yeah, yeah back right. to back. So I had my mum there and we were in a house with Sophie McCulloch, Ellie Harrison and Nixie. Nice. Um, so it was like we are all like really good friends and we had like this really good vibe at the house. So – it was good because I'd, like, be able to switch off with them and, like, yeah. have a fun, lighthearted. Yeah. And in the back of my mind I'm going, oh, like, qualified, if yeah. I make this next heat, am I qualified? And so I made my first heat and I was like, okay, I still haven't got confirmation. And then I made my second heat and I'm like, still haven't got confirmation? What the heck's going oh, on? Oh, my God. And we were – so me and the girls, we were all sitting down one day and the, the women's round was on and I'd already surfed and we were just watching and – the heat in the water was, I think it was Soya Lindblad versus um, someone else. And me and the girls were just like having fun. And I wasn't really listening because I kept talking about the scenarios oh, yeah. on qualification. And I didn't want to know because I had another heat to serve. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they were talking about it. And then they said, if Soya Lindblad doesn't make this heat, then India will qualify. Were you the first confirmed there? No, Sally got confirmed in Portugal. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but then you went on to do well in the event and jumped in. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they said if Soya doesn't make, make it. it, India will qualify. And then 
we all just kind of looked at each other and I was like, oh, I didn't want to hear that because I'm not someone that's going to wish someone to yeah, lose. Yeah. I'm like, I want her to You're do well. Human. And yeah. That's why you're on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really want her to do well. She's a sweet kid and she surfs amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, but it would be nice to qualify. And so we were sitting there and then Nixie <laughs> comes into the room and she's like watching the screen. She's like, oh, go Sawyer. And we're just looking at <laughs> each other laughing because she has no idea what's going on. She's like, there's 10 seconds to go. And she's like, go, Sawyer, go this way. And we're just like, mm. and then after it, she's like, what, what if, what's wrong with you guys? And she's like, oh, well, if Sawyer didn't make it, India would have qualified. And she's like, oh, my God. So then Sawyer made it. So like, Sawyer oh, made it. And then I was like, okay, I've still got more work to do. Ended up um, making the quarter. I made, made my round of 16 heat. Yeah. So I qualified for the quarterfinals. Still haven't had confirmation. <laughs> and then at 7 p.m. at night, I'm cutting my vegetables and the phone rings. And one of the girls, because I'm cooking, they look and they're like, oh, it's Travis. And I was like, oh, no, uh-oh. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't want to answer. Like, don't give it to me. I don't want to know if he's just giving me an update on, like, what the situation is or what I have to do. I don't want to know. Surely like, I didn't know by then. You had a first, two thirds, <laughs> and you got a fifth, and you got five but results. You know how you're like, oh, I don't want to, like, no, jinx it? No, I don't it. know. I never got there. So. <laughs> but no. Just I, just did, I just didn't want to no, jinx it. No, so I was like. Oh, Soph, can you can you talk to him? And Soph picks it up and she's like, Hi, Travis. India doesn't want to speak to you unless it's good news. <laughs> and he was like, It's good news. Put her on. Uh, and then I answered it. And, I was, <laughs> and he was like, Congratulations. You've officially qualified. And then, like, my mum was there as well. And she uh, just, like, erupts. And all the girls are there. And I was like, Oh, this is so special. Like, mm. to have my mum there for that moment was really, really cool. And, um, yeah, something I'll hold in my heart forever because she wasn't there last time yeah. around. So she was like, "I really just want to be there when you qualify." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, if I qualify, I'm hope I like I hope yeah, you're I'll there." And then yeah, it all kind of unfolded, and then yeah, you I make qualified. that next heat. And then you didn't I, just qualify; you won the bloody tour. <laughs> yeah, so that that I didn't expect. I thought after skipping the event, like in Belita, I thought there's no way I'd be able to. Win but they the take series. up five out of six events, yeah. Yeah. And you did five. And I did five, yeah. but with, like, the ninth and then with how consistent Sally was, I yeah. was like, I can't win, but I was like, I don't care if I come fifth, but, yeah. like, whatever I do. Get me on tour. Yeah, just get me on tour. And then when we, when Sally lost and then I lost in the quarters, I was like, hmm, why? Yeah. Like, I'm at the top of the rankings. I don't think anyone can overtake me. Yeah. Right. And then I ended up winning it and I was like, whoa. Like, it was, it was kind of, like, a really fulfilling reward for, like, the hard year that it was. It was just, like, so cherry like, on top. So, you can't drive a car, you can't yeah. read a book, but you won the bloody Challenger <laughs> Series. Yeah. I, again, oh, I, I don't know. I just love this story so much. For anyone who's, like, an athlete, I hope so many of the surfers listen to it. I hope mm. all the girls on tour, I hope all the guys on tour, <laughs> I hope all the guys and girls trying to qualify listen to this because... The amount of excuses that I made in my own mind, and I know so many of us make, yeah, are all completely nullified <laughs> from that story that you just told us of qualifying because it's just like spectacular what you managed to achieve last year. Like it's so cool. Yeah. So you qualify. Yeah. What the last few months of the year look like? Because you get like three, four. You had a bit of time off now, yeah. getting ready for. You're saying in um what a few days you go to Hawaii. Yeah, in a few first days. First event of the year, for, pipeline. Yeah. So um. 
again since coming back from Can you just live in a helmet for the next two I, weeks? I will be when i when i go to hawaii <laughs> on the plane the helmet <laughs> everyone's been saying it to me they're like the time time frame's getting close now and yeah put the helmet on and i was like no, you're i will good. be don't like, even manifest it yeah exactly like that's had your time i'm so into all of that energy type stuff and i'm not i'm not focused on bringing that again yeah. but um i will be doing everything i can to avoid yeah. putting myself in that yeah, situation but yeah, the first event is pipe. So that is the one where I still have to be careful because the risks yeah. are really high. Um, so I'll be navigating that event very differently compared to all the rest of the tour. Yeah. Um, I won't be able to do all of the hours of free surfing and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll be going into the heat, going to give it my best and give it a good yeah. go. But I know that I have to prioritize the level that I'm at because I know realistically I'm not. That still. level where, where I can deal with another one. Where where would you say you are now going into pipe compared to where you were when you finished in Brazil? Have you come back pretty good now? You like recoveries come mm. back quite a bit. Like are you surfing pipeline? Give no more injuries prior. The best that you've probably been going to a world tour event because you were pretty bad when you mm. did the tour pipe years ago. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely better than when I went on on my rookie year. Yeah. I'm nowhere near the 100% health yeah. mark. Um, that's a process and it's a longer yeah, process. Yeah, so I'm, but health wise, I'm definitely far better than the challenger last year. Yes. Like I have the energy to be able to surf for 45 minutes to an hour and do a gym session in the same day again. So like, that's a really good point for me. Um, and so I'll be able to go to Hawaii and I might be able to surf twice a day. Like yeah. That's an, another really cool yeah. thing. Last time around, I was surfing 20 minutes. So I was like, I wasn't the athlete that I had to be for when I was on tour. But this time around, I'd say like mentally, I'm definitely more prepared. And I'm the the lessons I learned through this year of being able to trust in the 20 odd years of experience mm. I have, that's enough to get me through. Yeah. And that I've like my abilities there and I just have to make sure I'm looking after my health and the rest will follow. Oh, like be scared if you're another girl on tour. Get <laughs> you need a full health. It's crazy. I, I always think back to this one thing that Barton Lynch told me when I was younger with surfing heats when you're injured or not at your best. He's like, you're going to win when you feel amazing and you're going to lose when you feel amazing yep. and you're going to win when you feel like shit and you're going to lose when you feel like shit. Yeah. So just try and, like, be on that winning side more often. Like, it doesn't matter how you feel. You can still go out and win, and you're the perfect yeah. example of that. So oh, hopefully you can take that mindset and use that as motivation into this year. Like, wow, look what I achieved when I was like that. Yeah. Now I can put the extra bit of effort, the extra bit of, you know, everything into my performance. Like, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for what's ahead as well. Yeah, amazing. Well, Far out. I'm going to be cheering for you very loud. For Pipe. Thank you. I'm, I'm yep. looking forward to this year on the tour. It's going to be pretty cool. Is there any changes on tour? What are you looking forward to next year? What's um, this year? Yeah. So it, the first half of the year is still the same. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm oh, yeah, looking. Because you didn't get to make the cut, so you haven't surfed yeah, the back half so of the I tour. so I haven't, but, yeah, this year I will be. <laughs> yeah, you will. Um, yeah, so the event at home, obviously, the Rip Curl Pro, yeah. going back into this Come one. Come on, be at Bells yeah, this time. Yeah, I know. Hopefully we get waves this year. That's what I'm hoping for. And then. Um, yeah, I really enjoy surfing sunset when it's big and then, yeah, going back to Portugal again. I mean, I'm looking forward to it all. Even the challenge of pipe, I reckon that's going to be very interesting and I think it'll be something that I'll have a lot of anxiety around, but then I'll just, 
yeah, I'll paddle out and I'll just be ready to give him a red hot cracker. Yeah, the so. act of confidence comes before the feeling. That's the best yeah. thing that Dingo told me once is at our Olympics training camp and Dingo did something. Yeah. And someone was like, how do you throw yourself over the ledge at 15 foot chokes? <laughs> and he was like, I'm not confident. I just yeah. tell myself I'm confident and then once I'm there, we're good enough to let it take over. Like, yeah. But the thing that actually makes you fall is the lack of confidence. Yeah. It's the fear that comes into it where you second guess yourself and you mm. don't back your ability. So yeah. You're um yeah, you're an amazing surfer. You're gonna do well. Thank you. I can't wait. It's gonna yeah. be an epic year. But far out, it's been a great chat. I was yeah. a bit worried that we weren't gonna be able to have a long podcast with <laughs> um already have done one, but we can continue to talk for hours because yes. it's um it's yeah. really cool to hear your story. I'm just so grateful that I get to be your friend and hear about it and get this kind of behind the scenes look at it. Hopefully we can get lots of people following and supporting your journey and listening yeah. to this episode and understanding and educating themselves hopefully yeah. a bit on the different struggles that go with being a professional athlete with head injuries yeah, and the importance of taking care of it because I know there's going to be people who listen to this who unfortunately have a head injury or have a family member, a friend who will be more educated now to tell people to take it seriously. So I really yeah. thank you for being so open and getting to share your story. It's been, um, yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, thanks for supporting me and letting me come on and just talk about it. Yeah, hopefully someone learns a bit more and then looks after their both physical and mental health. I think what you're preaching about the whole mental health stuff is so significant nowadays and I, I definitely learn a lot from it as well. So thank you. Well, let's finish with that because you've already done. Actually, I'm going to ask you there what it's been a good human and we're going to see how close your two answers are. <laughs> I can't but, remember what I said uh, last time. I, uh, actually, I listened to it. Oh, anyway, but first I just want to say when it comes to mental health, this is going to sort of be how we're going to wrap this up. You seem like you're in a pretty good spot now. Obviously, you've ridden this crazy roller coaster. What are some of the, let's call it daily habits that you are you non-negotiable? Let's call it weekly. Sometimes things aren't always every day, but what's in your toolbox that you're like, okay, these are important for my mental health? Um, I think routine for me has been very crucial in just noticing what I need to do in order to achieve what I want to achieve. So I like to write, I like to sit down and write on a piece of paper what I'm going to do daily and on a calendar and just make sure I can see what I'm going to do and so then tick it off. Yeah. Out there. yeah. Yeah. Put it on an external page and then I can tick it off as well. And then I can see, okay, when I think I haven't done much this week, I can look back and reflect and go, you've achieved a lot in India. Mm. Like be a bit kinder to yourself. Be kind um, your mind. Yeah, exactly. So that's definitely one. And then two is just um, connecting with my support network. I've, learnt the value of reaching out when you need to and then leaning on them for that extra bit of support and that's been crucial i love that that's actually a big theme of mine this year i did a breath work the other day and i've been going through a couple big life decisions at the moment and in this breath work i was like okay they're like think of a theme in your head and it was like an hour-long breath work and my theme was just clarity i need some clarity on these decisions i need to make at the moment and the thing that just came to me was like it's okay to ask for help yeah i feel like i'm someone who's I think it's a very common thing for men and just for athletes and for people who are capable of solving their own problems Yeah, that we like to try and solve them ourselves. But my whole thing was like, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, It's so fine to ask for help. Everybody should ask for help. Definitely. So that's a big theme for me this year is learning how to ask for help because I know that if anyone comes to me for help, I'm so thrilled to be able to help. Yeah. But I feel shame and guilt and all these weird emotions yeah. around asking for help. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good theme. Anyone listening, it's okay yeah. to ask for help. It is you. really tricky, to be fair. Like, it is so oh, hard. It's, but... I'm, that's why I'm saying it. It's yeah. like something that I've probably never done. Yeah. 
really like very very rarely in my life have i said like hey i really need some help yeah there's things that's like hey pick me up from the airport like there's there's bits of help like that but when there's like being vulnerable with like stuff that's going on that you're keeping yourself i'm lucky i've got a beautiful partner and we talk a lot about stuff but outside of that this is that's my theme this year any new year's resolution for you oh i haven't got a specific one but i think it's (laughs) the ongoing theme is to yeah get my health back on track and focus on being a a happy and healthy version of myself i love that yeah well you know what the last question is. You've been on the podcast before, but I'm going to see how close it is to your last answer okay. because I know this question will evolve. Yeah. Each day we'll have a different answer. So what does being a good human right now mean to India Robinson? Right now I think it's checking in on the people around me because, again, I'm so grateful for how much people were there for me in some of the hardest moments. So I'm really trying to make sure that I'm being that positive influence, whether that's face-to-face or with some of the stuff I'm doing on social media, making sure that it can maybe help or impact some of the younger girls and what they're going to do next. And I feel like we have a role as females or males as well. Like we can influence them in a positive way and there's like, there's never enough of it. So Mm -hmm. if I can be vulnerable and like share some of the stuff that I go through and it helps one person then. That's, I reckon, one of the best things to do. I love that answer. That's so beautiful to reflect and know, hey, a lot of people have helped me. Yeah. Time to make sure that I do the same. Such a great way to answer that question. And I know you're helping so many. I know this episode is going to help a lot. If you are enjoying it, listening out there, make sure you share it on social media. Tag both myself and India. I'll leave in the show notes India's Instagram. Mine's just at Cooper Chapman. But, yeah, would love for this episode to get out far and wide, I think, especially for surfers to understand what people go through i think for any athlete to understand so if you have a friend who's a surfer who's an athlete who follows the world surf league send this episode to them send them a text message because yeah the story that deserves to be heard but thanks so much for jumping back on good humans thank you for having me how good hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 